You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Weekend cannabis. We're gonna get that nailed, Scotty. It's gonna be like what Walter Cronkite. Is that a real popular guy? Ah, uh, he used news? to be. I don't know if he's super popular anymore, but he used to be. He was what? He was like a huge historical news anchor. Well, he was one no. of the guys back in the day when there were only three people in the country to listen to. You know, I'm sure ABC had one. You know, had somebody NBC and CBS. And when shit happened, you went in it and you just tuned into one of those stations, or it just kind of took over the entire. You know, the entire airwaves. So, yeah, a lot of people got their news from Walter Cronkite growing up. Speaking of news anchors, like, I was watching, uh, just because there's so much going on, I watch a bit of The Daily Show, and I, like, you know, I, I dig on the new Trevor Noah. John Stewart, probably one of the best ever. But and then I was thinking, man, am I, do I think the way I do politically, which I don't need to share fully, because my my news source is, you know, a decent source of, of, of a view at the news for me is The Daily Show. And I think some people that don't know it that well think, ah, that's just, that's just kind of like a political humor show. But, I mean, they do some heavy shit in that show. Yeah, but... Some real deal. Go ahead. Make no mistake about it. They have an agenda. That's the, the left-wing agenda. And, you know, the Republicans with Rush Limbaugh, that's the right... You know, they're, it's entertainment. But, like, white link. White. <laughs> they do make fun of all, though. I mean, they definitely. I mean, if you're up in the political arena, or you know, or different types of news, then they'll still rip on you, whether sure. you're Democratic or Republican or whatever. They'll gently poke fun of the of the side that they like in a way that we can all laugh at, and then completely, you know, defile the other side. <laughs> you know, that, and there we that, fair enough. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little but, bit yeah, sneaky we t- there. We were talking just before we started the show, man, and it was like, and I was watching them, and they, they, they're going to pick the most eccentric person, don't get me wrong, to interview on the floor in the hallway of the Republican National Convention. So they pick some lady that's got like a glitter-style cowboy hat on with the American flag and like glitter all over her shirt. I think she had an American flag on her face, painted on her face, and I was like, holy cow, what kind of people go to these things? This is wild. Oh, man, I, mean, I started thinking the same <laughs> fucking thing. I've been thinking the same thing since I was 10 years old and seeing these people just like cheering like their life depends on it you know i mean they're cheering like their team is about to win the super bowl you know on on, on the goal line and it's you wonder why what is their motivation? everybody's got their i think everybody's got their their not everybody but you know if it's not a convention um for that maybe it's a convention you know for whatever lawn irrigation special interest convention. bro it's a convention for I special interests. you know i just really like her that's all <laughs> it is it is intense, man. Some of those people are just like I, they like they're infatuated with a, a nominee, like they're in fact like a super duper rock star, Hollywood star, whatever. Well, it's a politician. Yeah. So there was one show in uh, 
it was either Trump praying on somebody or somebody praying on him straight up, like just they get all this crazy footage, man. But it's because Scary. there's personal personal gain. I mean, people are over there getting hotel rooms in Washington D.C. and and having all their people vote for you know one side or the other because if one side gets in, it's going to be advantageous to them if hillary gets in she's going to open this up so that i'm going to be able to write way more contracts or she's going to loosen the regulations on this for me so that all of a sudden i won't have nearly as much paperwork or maybe that's what the other side's going to do yeah you know so everybody's like dude if i can just get my guy in they're going to start doing shit for me this is a, a me country you know, we're not thinking about the greater, you know, the, trying to feed the world. You know, we're thinking about what we can do to protect our own special interests, move into a bigger house and buy a nicer car next year. That's what the TV keeps telling us anyhow. Yeah, I just want to make America a non-election year again. So. Yeah, now it's really bad <laughs> because we were just trying to collect news. And now before all the news stories, there's a video, you know, telling you something about why each of these people are so great. And it just so reminds me. South Park nails it so much. And I don't know, seven or eight years ago, they had the douche versus the turd. You know, those were the two candidates, a douche versus a turd. And I've never, ever felt more like that's appropriate as of now. Yeah. Remember, apathy well, is not the same as withdrawing in disgust. We'll do a couple uh, shout-outs here. Actually, I wanted to announce, don't forget, uh, when is it? That 710 or oil. If you will, uh, cup in San Bernardino was that this weekend? You know, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, yeah, I don't know if people anybody got the hookup. Um, Source Vapes was offering up um, if you just oh, made a, a man. Sor- that explains why I've seen all these Source Vapes Source Vapes memes from people like Central Cali Redneck and shit have been cracking me the fuck up. I was like, dude, he's trying to win a Source Vapes, but there's no contest. I got you now, <laughs> man. Yeah, there has been some activity on that, and all right, enjoy that, y'all. Enjoy that DGC hookup. Yes, hell yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we were making uh, the memes. I don't know if we're still doing it. They're going over to Instagram and being uh, shared or friended or whatever the hell it is with Source Vapes. And he was in the roundabout way basically going to start hooking up or already has free tickets for the event. So if you are going to the event, still give it a go. Still give it a try. Go over to their uh, – go if you want to go over to Source Vapes' Instagram, man, and just be like, man, Dugro's crew here. I heard we might be able to get a hookup. They might just straight up hook you up anyway. Just let them know you're part of the Dude Grows show, Dude Grows crew, and get done. Yeah, I was looking at one of their advertisements today where they were kind of comparing themselves to another email, and I was kind of glad. It was the same – I was doing the exact same thing before the show. Uh, uh, LED Guru – God, it's going to take me a little to get used to. Grow Guru – was showing me that Spectrum King came out with a new video showing off the light engine on their beast. And he was impressed. And this is the guy that, this is the original guy that told me to build the DIY light, the Spectrum King Crusher. Well, now he wants one. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of cool the way it's worked out to where, like, they caught up with the DIY community. You know, at least in my opinion, I'm no professional, you know, uh, LED expert, but seems like they're getting pretty goddamn close to, uh, to, to what you could have to build on your own. And that's pretty impressive. That's like going into a car dealership and buying a car off the lot that can, you know, ha- yeah, that can compete with some of these custom, you know, custom tuner cars and whatnot. So you don't really find that too much. No, no. Good analogies. Uh, you hate my analogies, dude. But uh, I just think it's really cool that we partnered up with some real winners like uh, Source Vapes, Spectrum King. These are guys that have we've been partners with them for a little while now, and they really do seem to be just keeping up the good work, dominating, and just keep on reinvesting in their uh, designs and product. So I'm down. I'm down. 
How about executive producer, man? I got, I got, uh, first off, I got to do, I, I don't know, we already probably did them last time, but one more time for Albie, OG Mangles, man. I was up in Fort Collins the other day. I got my hands on the, on the book, man, World Safari. Um, and Scotty has mentioned how it's hilarious. Albie Mangles travel the world, but he'd always have, like, he'd pick up a different supermodel. Or, and sure enough, on the second page in, he's like sitting on some, I don't know, some crazy place in the world. Uh, looking at some dude with like a native in the background and sitting next to him is some beautiful blonde haired woman in a white bikini. Right. <laughs> it's like that's the first page of the book, man. Shout out to shout out to Albie. Yeah, hey, dude, uh, if I'm gonna that. go to another culture and the, of course these guys are gonna show me the best thing about their culture, right? They're gonna show it off. I'm gonna bring the best thing about my culture, which is hot chicks and maybe a little weed. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's. Uh, oh, I, another quick funny story. I wanted to do correction. I got my. You know, I was talking with Moby Dill yesterday. Yeah, he's like, man, you guys, you guys keep fucking my name up, man. It's definitely not Don Don. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's not a good one. I was going to talk to him about that one, man. He's he just wanted to set the record straight. I think dude. honestly, Moby my eleven-year-old named him Don Don. I hear you. Then I started getting to it, and it's not Don, Don, Don Square, DC, Don. None of that shit. Moby Dill. Just wanted to get it straight for you. So, shout out, man. Uh, what do you got? You had a, who's uh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Yo, Mo- I was on uh, Instagram this morning. First off, I did figure out a way. I talked to Pothead Assistant. We are rolling through the memes in the morning, the ones that crack us up. He's going over and giving an additional 500 points to. Uh, please don't take it personally if we don't do it, but it's just kind of a reward for some of those that just crack me the fuck up. I really love those memes, so <coughs> thank you so much for that. And one of them was Mr. Moho Resin with the Dank Yield Report. And golly, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was something like over 0.8 grams per watt with recharge and can of A and B. And he was like, I thought he said first time with the Tangy. I don't know if it was his first time grow or first time with this strain, but the bud looked dank. It was what it should have been. And, dude, 0.8, I think it was like 0.84 grams per watt. That's like over a Sweet. pound per 600. That's fucking doing yeah. awesome. So shout out Hell to yeah. you, Mr. Moho Resin. Awesome sure job. It's not Mojo. Jays aren't always silent. Uh, Mojo. You know? Yeah, I guess you're right. It could be Mojo Resin. You're right. Could be Mojo. All right. Just like could be Jalapeno. <laughs> it's not Jalapeno, dude. All right, good things, man. Some good news today, guys. Uh, right here, right here. Hey, you know what? You know what? Where are we at in the show? You got you got all these hot parodies kicking. <laughs> You're getting sending sending the funds over to Eli for what's <laughs> spilling out of your brain here. I listened to one this morning, so let's take a quick break, guys. We don't take enough quick breaks. Not that we want too many, but it's not to bring you BS. It's to bring you some good tunes and decent message. So throw something in here, Scotty, guys. We'll be right back. We got plenty of news and it's going to be a lot of good news today so get excited and get high all right i got my strings from jr token straight up oregon bling started stacking on the trichomes gonna yield really big but each time i try to get them scaled up right losses don't grow more than six pence and don't you use a real life to the lawman and the preachers, just about everybody else. It shouldn't be against the law to grow some weed for yourself. Oh, now maybe just maybe. 
baby, it's the civilized way. You're free to buy your ganja, but you're gonna have to pay every visit to the store. Them grams are higher priced, cause them $80 eggs, baby, they just don't feel right. So to the mothers and the voters, and just about everybody else, it shouldn't be against the law to grow some weed for yourself. Alright, obviously this first story is great news. It is titled, THC found in water of small Colorado town. Sheriff warns people not to use it. I wouldn't drink that water if you don't want to get high. Oh man, um, I'm going. Meanwhile, they're like camping out there now. Our hotels are totally <laughs> booked already, up. Everybody's they've just, already started a festival. Yeah, all you have to do is boil the water now. You just boil it down and you get a concentrated THC. It's great. This has got to so be Hugo, bullshit. Guys. I'm calling bullshit on this story, man. I see no evidence. I think this is a bad test. Well, Alpac and Ugg was like, he was BSing last night, too. And he's like, dude, it's not even water-soluble. Like, what the hell's going on? Uh, let me tell you, though. This is a, some, I've never heard of Hugo, Colorado. It's about 700-something people in Lincoln County. They're being told not to drink the water or cook with it after several tests revealed the water turned positive results for THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. Yeah, it turns so the out the guy was keeping those tests next to his weed. <laughs> the scare in the town of Hugo first surfaced after a local company was testing its own water and got a positive test result. The Lincoln County Sheriff's Office was then notified and further testing at other locations performed. Dude, if THC was coming out of the water, if THC was coming out of the water of this place, it'd be bigger than Disneyland by next year. (laughs) Well, this is what they're they're looking at. Uh, Investigators told told at the scene, Denver Seven News, they believe there are signs of possible tampering at Hugo's Well Number One, which has been sealed off and secured. So you know, it does make you think if somebody was trying to pull a silly joke, like, but what are you going to pour? Whatever somebody has, they're going to be like, this is way too valuable. They'd have to pour, like, what, gallons of some type of... It's not soluble in water. There's things that are soluble in water and things that are soluble in oil. Chlorophyll is soluble in water. You know, that's why you want to use pure... You know, that's why you don't want to use any water when you make extractions, you know, because it'll start solubilizing the water-soluble uh, you know, components of, of, of cannabis. But that's why they use oil and uh, uh, solvents that, you know, oils, you know, solvents for oil. Man, not for water. So this, this doesn't make any sense. Maybe the guy who had the test just smoked a joint, had some, you know, had, had some cannabis on his hands and kept on uh, contaminating the tests. I mean, it might be something weird like that. Or maybe the test just, they're sitting there for two years in a, you know, in a, in a briefcase in somebody's truck and the tests are all bad. The half a dozen of them that they've got. So being non-soluble would mean even if the water tank was tainted in any way, Dude. like I don't know what they'd put in there, it wouldn't mix. It just stay like you know, like when you drop a little bit of oil and water. olive oil in water. Yeah, it's just gonna stay. It's not gonna go throughout the water. It's just gonna be in there and stay like in an area. Uh, here, I'm reading through some forums here. Of course, you can get all the knowledge in the forums where they're saying, "Hey, I think it is. It, it probably is soluble in water." Um, but they're talking about hot, like 90 degrees plus, over 100 degrees. I'm pretty sure it's not. They though, don't store them, but it's not. If it was, yeah. we'd fucking be putting THC in our drinks. Hey, I'm reading in a forum. It might be, okay? Right, Let's just keep right. <laughs> yeah, I like Pretty that. Pretty cool, though, man. <laughs> I, I hope, that, uh, that is the lowest form of 
of information you could possibly get. Somebody in a forum saying maybe. Yeah, exactly. Could be. So they didn't release um, any of the uh, concentration, I don't believe. So, I mean, I obviously don't think any of the TGC would have any concern about drinking that water. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, I just had a thought, bro. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's an election year. How many people are up for, you know, how many cannabis laws are up for a vote? What's going on in this area? Are, is this just fear-mongering where they're just trying to scare the shit out of people about, hey, you know, if you, uh, if you let cannabis come in, come in here, all of a sudden you're going to be having it in your water. It's almost like a copy of the fracking, you know, what, what they did to get fracking banned. Although I don't like fracking, but hey, it worked for fracking. Let's use it for marijuana. It's in the water, everybody. Get them. <laughs> Yeah, a little cray-cray. All right, I call that good anyway. (laughs) Interesting. I don't think that's good. It's interesting because if it's all bullshit, we're just under attack by some fucking media bullshit. That's not good news. Yeah, I'm trying too hard to make it because this isn't good news. Uh, Four Colorado doctors suspended over medical marijuana recommendation. Hmm. That's not good. For recommending too many plants for patients. So it says, let's see, all the recommendations involved approvals for patients to grow or possess at least 75 plants. So be careful if you have the 75 plant card. They might be digging into this a little further. Um, If you have seen just uh, a public service, toker grower service announcement here, Dr. Gentry Dunlop of Aurora, Dr. Robert Maceo of Denver, Dr. Deborah Parr in Durango, or lastly, Dr. William Stone. If those people gave you high plant counts, I would uh, just take some things into consideration because well, take, they have been. Well, go ahead. hang on a sec. Take a look. First off, the first doctor, Dr. Gentry, 1988, became a doctor. Uh, Dr. Mayako, 1997. Now here's Dr. Deborah Parr, 2009. Dr. William Stone, 2010. So 50% of these doctors were doctors after cannabis had been legal. They have no frame of reference of what it's like to be a doctor before cannabis was legal. So that's uh, kind of a... You know, an interesting predicament to be in. You know, thank God they've got good old Rob Corey, who's a, a pretty badass cannabis attorney. But yeah, th- this is a bit screwy. The problem is they recommended a bunch of times over 75 plants. I think they've each got like 400 recommendations over 75 plants. Now, my doctor was cool. When I went to him, he says, you feel like you need cannabis for medical reasons? I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, cool. Here's your 12 plants. You know, I think he was maybe allowed to write me a, uh, a recommendation for double the amount of plants, which is 12 for myself, but no more than that. You know, and I think he, yeah. he just made it like it wasn't even an option. And I think that what happens is if you go start telling everybody they can grow 75 plants, that's really out of line with what the state wants. States wants you growing, you know, I think 36 plants is the, is the most that you can grow in a residence or something like that. And that's stacking up multiple cards. Do I, do I have that right? As far as what? Sorry, I was reading ahead a little bit. Stacking up multiple cards for caregiving? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you have 36 plants or something like that, that's a uh, that that's a decent amount of plants to have in a residence. I don't think they're looking for people to have, uh, you know, 75 plants in a residence and whatnot. And I think when you do that, you're going against the spirit of the law, and you're kind of being a thorn in the side of law enforcement. Law, law enforcement's seen it. You know, they've seen it enough times to know that there's a, I don't know, I don't want to say a deep percentage, but there's people abusing it. For the black market, they're growing 75 plants, they're shipping it out of state, etc. Um, and, and just so I have my own opinion that uh, Scotty said, Rob Corey is a badass marijuana attorney, I believe. I am on the fence. I don't know Rob Corey. I believe he has definitely helped some cases, but I don't give him the official dude grow show approval. It, it just didn't in my own words. Look, he's putting so, his ass out there, man. 
he is fighting the fight. Okay, maybe he doesn't fight the fight the exact same way we would, but he is putting his, his ass out there, and he is, you know, I mean, yeah, he's doing it and making millions of dollars a year and getting on TV doing it, but... No, he, I'm probably only thinking that I'm thinking wrong. You, you don't think about an attorney for any other reason uh, beyond their profession, like their case history and what they can do for you. Like, I've heard this story or that story, and it's like when you're thinking in an attorney state of mind and you need help, I shouldn't worry about this story or that story. It's like, can you win? What's going on? Yeah, I might not want him to be a, a schoolboy angel. You know what I mean? I might want to, when, I, when I'm, I'm uh, the government's coming after me and trying to put me in a cage, it might be time to dance with the devil. Yeah, let me give you let me give you some quick numbers. Uh, just to put this in perspective, there's 106,000 licensed medical marijuana patients in Colorado. Um, this is as accurate as of May 31. 106,000 of those, 86% hold recommendations for no more than six plants. Only 477 patients um, hold recommendations for 76 or plants. So, you know, it's not a ton, but there's going to be some uh, bad apples in there. I would consider if I was seen by these four doctors, of course, um, and I was growing my 75 plants, especially if I was disobeying any other laws at all, that maybe I would chill out for a cycle or two, or I'm going to definitely have an attorney on retainer because they might keep digging a little bit. They might come to your door. All I'm saying is they, they already are starting to look into this deeper. Yeah, I was told so. not to ask for anything special because then you become this you know glowing you know point on, on, on in the computer where they're like, what the fuck is this? Why does this guy have 75 plants? Let's go check it out because <clears throat> that's not legal. You know, the state says you're only allowed to have 12 plants. A doctor can recommend what he wants big fucking deal all doctor recommendation is you something for your lawyer to say his doctor recommended it and then the other lawyer goes uh by the way uh it's the, it doesn't I don't care what your doctor recommended your doctor recommended you break the law i'd get a new doctor yeah yeah you got to be careful with it that's like uh the brothers jude, jude and trip back in the day man it's always told to stay under 99 well under 99 yep 99 to keep you out of, the, out of the hole for three years minimum mandatory 99 plants the, we're uh, talking I thought it was always that 99 plants, it was if you're over 99, it's you run into some automatic, if they're interested in you, federal prosecutions. Yeah. Not necessarily depending on where you're at three years, but it would mainly keep you in within the state system. Yes. If you, uh, over 100 plants, there's that. federal sentencing guidelines of three to five years minimum. Man, I think it's three years minimum mandatory. I'm like, Why do people even try to get I'd be like, man, if it's 99, I'm, I'm going to keep it at least 91. What if I get really high and miscount one? Like, you got to be careful. Ah, anyway. man, that's money. It's all money right there. True, true, was, was, not is. It's the truth. All right. It's medicine for me. I took some of that CBD today. Shout out to Flower Farmer who gave me, I, I used my one tincture. It's like the, the one tincture that I got at the uh, Big Lebowski show. It took me a while to go through that. And then I started on this, this new stuff that I got from them. They call it the Cancer Killer. I didn't say anything else. I just took it. But really? I got to hook up with him, man. I finished everything from the uh, when we were hanging out, too, at the Big Lebowski. Dude. And he said, he, I got to hook up on some. Yeah, this stuff is so strong. And it tastes, I mean, I don't know about strong, like, I don't know what it does, but it tastes so good. It tastes like the essence of a joint. And he just, I don't know, it's in like a little oil form. And, oh, man, it is so good. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. We can move on. The next story here, although I did hear you're talking about we just said money, money, money. And I'm thinking with the cannabis industry, it's like 
this has got to be getting, I don't know, at some point it's going to get saturated. I'm like, is there really room for another dispensary in, in Denver area? And I heard through the grapevine that some investors were coming through the other day and they visited a dispensary and they were like, they loved the operation. And before the meeting was over, like they're going to do two more locations. Damn, man. I guess like, I think what's the shit sorting still going on. Like some people that can fire this up, run a tight ship, grow profitably and have good growers and everything in line is, uh, I won't say far and few between, but there's still just got to be a lot of people that aren't growing right, aren't growing efficiently, uh, that make it. So, you know, competition will take those people out. This, this company that's doing great can open two more locations. Um, and I just didn't think there was room for that in the Denver market. There's so much cannabis going on. We saw it happen in 2009. People would, dispensaries would open and close, like, you know, they pop up real quick. And it was, it was just because everybody thought it was so easy. And it's not. So just like this, you know, you get a dispensary and all of a sudden you realize that you have to have uh, a bunch of security and you have to have a good system of security in place or else security is going to rob you or or it's just going to get robbed in general. Uh, You have to have good uh, uh, inventory coming in and out and and relationships with good suppliers. It's kind of like having a restaurant or a bar or something. So why wouldn't those... Uh, why wouldn't those type of people, people that are good at administrating and, and running those types of businesses, come on into the cannabis business? If you can run, yeah. if you can run a good bar, why not go in and tr- you know at least try to do that with coffee? You know, I'm sorry, not with coffee, with uh, cannabis. I'm thinking, co- <laughs> I'm thinking high-end coffee shops as well could do the same thing. You know, if you're into sourcing really high-quality coffee beans, and then you're into how they roast them. And, you know, how they store them and the, and the fair trade that goes through, you know, that, that they go through. Man, that, that's the same thing as being like, oh, man, we work with this, you know, nonprofit organic cannabis farm in California. And, you know, every, it's a co-op, so everybody gets paid. And, you know, it's all fair trade. And, you know, the stuff is cured this way. You know what I mean? It's kind of a very similar type of thing, I would think. So if you can have baristas show up at 7 a.m. and open a coffee shop up and make it a nice place to hang out, what's the stretch about doing that for cannabis? True. We'll see. I, li- I like the business expanding. All right, let's go to real quick. Uh, the what next would door. it hurt if there was uh, ev- a cannabis shops? You know, I'm taking Starbucks because there's a Starbucks on every corner. Well, if there was a cannabis shop on every corner, you know, almost just like a newsstand or something like that, but a cannabis shop, place you could go in, probably be right next to Starbucks or be a type of Starbucks where you go in and get coffee, and maybe you get a gram or two. You spend 18, 20 bucks there, you get a gram, two grams or something, or a gram and a pre-rolled. You walk out, you know, spend 20 bucks on a gram, a pre-rolled, and a coffee. You know, that'd be a kind of a cool setup, no? Cool. Open some up. We'll call them Scotty's. Deal. That's, that's the one... That's the one business I'm really interested in. You know, I don't really like alcohol, so for me to go own my own bar, uh, somebody was telling me my neighbor was going to buy the bar down the street, and I was like, ugh, that just sounds gross to me. Like, I don't want to be in a bar. I don't like being around no. alcohol and all that and just drinking all the time. But I don't mind smoking out, and I'd be around smoking all the time. I'd probably be on my patio, but I could do that. I agree. Got to gotta do the uh, Scotty and Dudes Lounge, man. Have a kick in one day. All right. Let's and, and then we'll we'll break off of the main one and we'll make a bazillion other ones. Yeah, so bucks. Quick hit on uh, I'll get this next one up here out of Pueblo. Pretty funny picture here. Pretty funny uh, 
picture of the uh, the your mug shot your mug shot picture <laughs> this is three, funny three man. arrested in pueblo for illegal growth see the guy on the left he like, looks like yeah. he's about to get laid he's like dude i'm gonna pick up in here <laughs> nobody knows i'm gay but i'm gonna pick up in here man it's gonna be and good for the me the guy on the the right disturbed i don't know a nice hair hair helmet so this is yeah that uh, looks like that guy on the right looks like a facebook group i belong to called called uh, bad pictures of the 80s <laughs> Uh, just a couple reminders here. Well, sometimes you got to reflect on what the hell you got going. So down in Pueblo, three men uh, and in connection, uh, they had 19 firearms and 56 marijuana plants. Does not go well together. The detectives received a, t- a tip that the residents of the 100 block of North Candlewood Drive were possibly growing and selling marijuana at the home. I just want to say something. Detect- I didn't see all the guns that they had. I want to see that this gentleman's mugshot is very handsome. He doesn't look the least bit gay at all, and I apologize for saying that. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Good catch. Detectives no, purchased- did, he, did he make bail yet? I got to get out of here, man. Detectives purchased more than a pound of marijuana at the home in an undercover operation, then got a search warrant to enter the home and seize the property. How do you make that roundabout way, man? Like, if you... Would you ever sell, rule number one, a pound to somebody at your grow location that you probably, obviously if they're detective or maybe they're using somebody else undercover and you don't know them. I don't know how it went down, but I'm assuming it was somebody you probably didn't know. Dude, That's in the like 80s, breaking- in the early 80s when I first moved to South Florida, I remember my dad being freaked out. He was a service plumber. And he was like, Scott, I mean, he didn't tell me this till later, but he was like, in the early 80s, you could buy a kilo of cocaine and an Uzi. From the trunk of somebody's truck, like, you know, like it was commonplace, just straight up commonplace. And then, dude, somebody might get shot. You know, maybe three or four people got shot that day. It was like that. It was like Columbia. Yeah, that was definitely, isn't that like Cocaine Cowboys movie documentary or whatever cover a lot of that? Yeah, it kind of does. kind of crazy down there. Good old man. Anyway, so number one, do not sell cannabis out of the house you grow in, especially if you're just like... I don't know, slinging a little, and then don't hang have, on, hang on. Just don't sling cannabis out of the house you're growing in. That's the rule. Yeah, exactly. make a meme of it. I don't give a shit. That's the rule. Yeah. Then they had. Uh, let's see here. Mostly because you got to worry about them coming back and robbing you. Never show people where you fucking where your source is. Yeah, d- definitely not. And don't meet uh, them also- on public property. If we're, I mean, not public property on federal property. Now that we're thinking about it. Isn't Red Rocks officially federal property? I think it is. It yeah, is. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's pretty just hilarious. Be smart about shit, man. This is not a dummies game. Dummies end up in jail uh, when you're slinging cannabis. They do. People that are smart well, and, and watch their system and keep a system, uh, those guys live live long and prosper. With an active butane hash oil operation and an illegally modified is that even a crime anymore? assault rifle. Illegally modified assault rifle. So I mean, just the message was: don't need to cover much more on that. Sometimes just sit back and reflect on what you got going on. And how, when, obviously you're, you're not always going to have a defense just that you're completely off the hook. But what's going to be the start of your defense if you ever have somebody come in your grow or your house and tear the whole thing apart and what they find? You go, oh, Pictures. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought making hash with my automatic rifle was legal. But it turns out <laughs> it's illegal. Okay. Okay. It, it's just his fetish, man. He has that thing strapped to his back the whole time he's running the extraction machine. He's got his shirt off, just trying to look like tough, tough man extractor. Interesting. This is the dude saying this. I think you gentlemen are all very respectable gentlemen. All right. So will a Nelson man indulge, quoting the man, indulge with confidence, says Willie Nelson, of his new reserve brand. I just picture, don't you picture right now, and there's a picture of him here. 
kind of like you know the Marlboro Man was to smoking. Willie's gonna be like that to, right. to weed. I can picture like a commercial break. Rolls I see as, as he comes on and he goes indulge with Kemp and he takes like a big old hit and then it pans off <laughs> to like the mountains and then that's it. Oh, I, I like it. it, man. I like it alive with pleasure. Willie Nelson. Uh, so he he said, uh, "What did he see? Roll me up and smoke me." He wrote, "Always on my mind." Um, and he said, "Was that, that he about weed?" That'd be awesome if you're always on my mind was about weed. Quoting, quoting Willie, I've smoked enough and I want to give back. So the one thing I do want to know, um, they say he, he promises a premium cannabis, cannabis brand that's top grade, meticulously grown and beautifully packaged to ensure a quality product. He's consulted with horticulturists and cannabis farmers so that in the wording of the release, consumers will be able to indulge confidence, savoring each puff while knowing they're partaking in an age-old ritual that has bonded marijuana lovers together since the first dry leaves were touched by him. Oh, nice, nice <laughs> written by your media consultant there, buddy. Hey, look, I love Willie Nelson. He's cool as fuck, but he admitted himself. He don't know the difference between indica or sativa. It's just all weed to him, and respectable. I, I respect that, man. That's fine. But um, the best way he could give back, he's in his 80s. He doesn't have many more, more years left. This plant has been really good to him. Let him be really political. Let him invest all his money. He's the most beloved grandfather of, of, of music, of country music, or whatever. I mean, everybody loves Willie Nelson. Let him go to the White House. Let him spend millions. You know, he's got millions and millions of dollars. Do concerts for legalization and really put this in the forefront that he's 82 years old and he's lived a great life and he's enjoyed marijuana all the time. The only problems he's had with cannabis is being harassed by the law for it. That would be a great message that he could send, you know, with the, at the end of his life. Dude, they set it up. You know, it's like Super Troopers, man. If you haven't seen I'm sure but you've seen the movie Super Troopers. Crazy ass Highway Patrol guys acting like jackasses. That's what it's probably like when, when Willie Nelson gets, I think I heard he got pulled over kind of close to the Texas border by some Highway Patrol at one time. He's, you know, he's got his big, I'm sure he's got three or four of those big ass class C cruiser buses and they get i think they get wind of it like maybe like the texas high patrol calls up to the oklahoma or whatever hey man willie's coming your way guys have some fun with it and they like they're not even probably going to ticket him they just want to go be able to go in the bus and hassle a little say hey and then in the end be like hey you know whatever we'll let you roll definitely that has to happen sometimes with 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 stardom I, i just see it I worked for the uh, shady company one time. I didn't really know they were shady, classic South Florida shit. And they said, hey, today our, our workers were going to a strip club. And we, it's a bribing party today. We're going to bribe somebody today. You know, and what you do is they come in and you take them to the strip club and you, you give them a nice, uh, you know, a whole nice time and you shove a couple thousand, maybe five, ten thousand dollars in his pocket and he leaves and, every, you know, whatever. Everything's fine. And that, that's kind of the way the world works, man, or it seems like the way the world works. And that's how it seems like it happens when they pull Willie Nelson over. They ain't getting away scot-free. You know, Willie Nelson, yeah. he's going to have to pay a lot of money. There's going to be a lawyer involved. They do like and the money. They do like and, the money. What? I always wanted to be like the, because uh, I was actually going into criminal justice at one point for a little bit. And be the, like the, the and if this is again kind of like in super humor, um, the, the, the aggressive cop, no violence. You know, there's enough hype about that shit going on these days with all we're hearing. But like you pull somebody over, what'd you pull me over for? Like you have a taillight out. I'm like, no, I don't, officer. And then you just take your stick and you break it. Oh, in front yeah. Of them. That's the movies yeah. right there. I seen that. Yeah. Yeah, you Good do time. now, son. City boy. Okay, well, <clears throat> I got to give a award to a judge. Dude Grow Show um, Judge of the Year Award, I guess. There That'll you be go. a good one. Dude Grow Show <laughs> Judge of the Year. 
uh, titled uh, story here out of the Chicago Tribune. Judge orders state to reconsider medical marijuana for migraine. So Cook County Circuit Court Associate Judge Rita Novak overturned um, the Illinois Department of Public Health Director Nairav Shah's denial of a petition to add migraines. Now that will be the dickhead of the year. Dr. Nairav Shah denied a petition to add migraines to the list. I mean, you almost got to be inhumane, no? You know, who knows where Dr. Nairav Shah was born or where he was educated or what beliefs were instilled on him when he was a child because that's what he's acting out. So if he believes that all drugs are bad, then he's probably really against (laughs) cannabis. Well, uh, it came back up because the court ruling was in response to a suit filed by a man who's kept secret, has already been using marijuana to treat headaches, uh, his attorney said. So technically, he's got to be, like, unnamed since he's breaking law. Marijuana is amazing medicine for migraine and cluster headaches. It absolutely is. I first-hand experience, I guess not first-hand, what is it, second-hand experience? Somebody has told me that it's changed their lives, and that's their medicine of choice. Oh, man, I can only imagine. I feel lucky. I've seen my mother-in-law, and it's saying here... Um, that this this person, since adolescent, the middle-aged man has been suffering migraines for up to three times a week, lasting from several hours to three days. What do you do when you have a migraine for yeah, three days? I, Is that, that's when people go crazy and go shoot people? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is a brain freeze, because that's some pretty bad pain when you get a brain freeze. And just I can only imagine having that type of brain freeze for two or three days. And, like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Except yeah, not I, take another sip. Say, well, and the man did go the other route. He tried... Uh, Triptans, I don't even know what those are. Uh, most common treatment for migraines, but they didn't work well. He tried narcotic painkillers, had a bad reaction, and he's been trying a lot. And his marijuana, he finds less severe pain and believes the headaches are less frequent when he's so good. I wonder what the bad reaction to the painkillers was, you know? Started waking up places he didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it can be a lot of bad stuff, right? Tons <laughs> of bad things, especially for your body. So I really... I thought this was a cool story to change, continue to change the list for getting medical marijuana. And I still debate sometimes in my brain, do we really need medical and recreational if we just let prohibition be gone? Schedule nothing, do whatever you want. I mean, you got medical and recreational tomatoes, right? Oh, we don't have that, do we? You just buy tomatoes at the store, don't you? Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's the difference is it's mind. It's a mind-altering substance, maybe. Not all the time. Depends on how much you hit. There's so many factors there, too. Like... You can, you know, be such a heavy user that you use it for migraines and you're always smoking the same strain. I smoke this shit just to feel normal. Yeah, like it's not like you're high. Like you're like, oh man, now I'm stoned. You're just maintaining, you know, your your endoid cannabinoid system's enriched. So it's not like you're getting really high, you know. Anyway, uh, hopefully that all works out good in Illinois and that judge... um, Oh, they're also going to try and authorize PTSD. All these are no-brainers to me. Oh my God, that is so inhumane that they don't have that on there already. Uh, so you, did you agree on that? I, I, I just I wanted to be clear. Do you think there should be not should be just straight up legality? For, it's not medical or recreational. I think if you completely decriminalize ha- the, the cannabis and had people growing their own CBD, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to come up with a little CBD extractor at home. You know, a, you know, like a magical butter type of thing, and everybody was growing their own C, either high CBD or high THC strains, and cannabis was everywhere. And if you wanted to get stoned, you could find it the fuck everywhere. The people 
people that liked cannabis, which already get it, would have it and it wouldn't cost them. We got a, an email from somebody this morning and he was saying he's not working. He's, he's, he's sick and he's not working. And I'm sure if he doesn't grow his own cannabis, it's just expensive, man. $80 ace and all that stuff or whatever they cost at the store, you know, that stuff's expensive. So if everybody were to just have access to it where you could grow your own, people probably wouldn't steal it from each other because they could just grow their own. You know, they could go get it at the store. And yeah, I know we'd lose our industry of you're not going to have $1,500, $1,800 pounds anymore, but you'd have a premium pound. You know, you'd still have a super premium product and super premium extracts the same way you've got, you know, $12 a case beer and, you know, $50 a case beer, you know, or $15 a six pack beer, I should say. So I think you'd still have different markets, but I just think that we got to just free it up. Yeah. I agree. And either way, you're going to see it. I mean, if it's completely freed up like that, it will be at Walgreens. Get it sure. there. The amount of forms, awesome. And we're going to see. But it's, We already do see a lot. I'm not saying we need Walgreens for this. Don't get me wrong, guys. You can grow your own, make your own tincture, make your own oils. A lot of people don't have time or don't have green thumb, believe it or not. There are people that straight up kill plants full on. You know, I mean, can't grow a plant, even though this is one of, like I say, almost, I think, one of, well, let's just say one of the easier ones, in my opinion, to pull off. I disagree. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I've seen your herb and your grow. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, love it. Ouch. Love it. Yeah, I had to get. Anyway. All right. Let's go on to the next story here before we take one more break. A little bit more news to cover here. This is, uh, man, this is, uh, I'm going to, hold on. Let's, let me get a little bit higher. So get pissed off. Uh-oh. Title of this one. Marijuana makes people less aggressive. I'm, dude. I did. I am totally surprised. Hey, man. Like, <laughs> I, I guess that could be if you feel that way. I mean, that's your opinion, man. You know what I mean? Isn't that the and you're entitled Ziggy Marley? To it. You're entitled to it. Isn't that the Ziggy Marley, Marley lyric? The one you should remember all the time when you're about to get in a fight with your wife or whoever. He's, I don't want to fight. Let's go fly kite. <laughs> Does that help? I think it might throw the ne- the person off enough to where you might change the situation. It's goofy and it's true. Huh. If you just good, did go fly kite instead of fight, it'd be a better time. Yeah, I just right. lock myself in my car and crank up flashback by ministry real loud. Helps me out. Uh, Makes me relax. This is a, a new study, fittingly, done by the Netherlands uh, and pu- published in the Journal of... Uh, Psychopharmacology. Psychopharmacology. Have you gotten your latest psychopharmacology journal? It's been rather interesting to read. I like it, man. They don't have as many psychos in there anymore, though. Well, that journal, Psychopharma, said that alcohol increases aggressive tendencies while marijuana decreases. Um, They selected 20 people to drink alcohol, 21 to smoke marijuana, and 20 controls who use neither substances and put them all in a room and aggravated the shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, it says that... It says they put people in situations that would presumably elevate levels of aggression. Researchers asked individuals to rate their level of aggression on a 100-point scale, both before and after going through the test. They also measured testosterone and cortisol levels in people after the test. So team found there was no difference in aggressive responses for any of the controls um, or people silver. But the alcohol group displayed increased aggression while under the influence compared with the control group. And this is, you know, anybody that's drinking or has any experience with drinking, that can definitely happen. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to agree with by saying, Alcohol is can make you aggressive. I mean, it can. Uh, for me, <laughs> are you saying that? Uh, or are you that just drink? It? I've know uh, a couple people that in. And I'm not going to say everybody does, but if they drink too much, or let's say they got too much into that whiskey bottle, 
there might be a chance they want to start a fight for, for no apparent reason that eve around the campfire or something stupid where it's something in imbalances sure where the testosterone and they're like come on man and like give you a little push I'm like, what, what are you coming for you, you should have about? passed out five beers ago homie that's your problem like it, yeah and it's just and i've been though i i will admit like I've I've thought distortedly like maybe I'm sitting in a situation where you'd be like man why is that guy fucking I'm a pretty tough guy and you're like you know build yourself up a little it's like if you get sometimes beer muscle situation yeah well and there's the whole there's the whole liquid courage thing you know to do something but that's you do something stupid and liquid courage can be very dangerous just if you don't believe me go ahead and watch um a couple few shows of ridiculousness see plenty of liquid courage accidents oh man i, um, I was just at the mishawaga amphitheater and i was looking at the big huge rock at the tippy top it's just like i don't know a couple hundred feet up and i remember this dude with the captain morgan's 175 is like dude i'm gonna go climb to the top of the rock and he was hanging off the <laughs> top of that thing and i was like oh man that's uh sorry who's gonna drive your rv home when you die yeah, yeah, you gotta be, you know, I've had ideas up there at the Mish, Raging Mountain, it's not too raging now, but, uh, you know, a mountainous river going through there, the Pooter River, and I'd be like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the other side of that, I wanna see this show from the other side of the right. river, you know, and that's like where you potentially make the news story, you know, Mr. Walker concert goer, still missing. Right, <laughs> so, right, when the dude goes, I go, hey, I would do that, but uh, I don't wanna get my shoes wet. <laughs> so uh anyway not surprising but uh i would that would be fun to kind of i would i was wondering what what kind of situations they did that said that would presumably um give you ag- aggressive tendency like what they do to people maybe know? just but like i crank up some music periodically or something like that relax you and then freaking agitate you something like that how like you gotta have like i want to have like the like the professional like you know like the like not like maybe kind of like drill sergeant style, but you know how some people can be like the challenge is you're gonna sit at a table and you're not gonna piss me off. I'm an easygoing person. Oh yeah, I know a chick a like that, too. man. Totally. They probably just <laughs> brought this chicken, you know. Oh, perfect, perfect. That'd, that'd be interesting. I'd like to try that sometime. That'd be an interesting challenge. I'm pretty. It's pretty hard for me to get angry. My wife always cracks up a little when I my, my right eye or left eye I think starts twitching before anything else happens. Yeah, I feel She's bad. Like, I can tell you're mad. Your eyes twitching. Like, I'm still trying to smile, probably, but my eyes twitching. So, yeah, I do feel bad. I've never seen the dude angry, or I've kind of, I don't know about super angry, but just a couple times he's been close, you know, with the kids and stuff. And uh, it's almost entertaining where I kind of wanted to see what happens. And he never freaks out, though. It's a bummer. <laughs> yes, total bummer. I get close. I get close. <laughs> That's the whole point, man. If you, the first time, if, if you, you know how. If you you don't want to be that person that when you freak out, it's not taken serious. Like, oh, dude always freaks out. Don't worry about it. He'll be good in a minute. Right. Like, if I'm freaking out, I want people to be like, shit, what is the problem? Right. Yeah, so, I'm the guy that nobody takes serious. No, not at all, man. Scotty's <laughs> freaking out. Fuck, it's whatever. He'll be good in a minute. All right. <clears throat> you might know this guy more than me. Eugene Monroe, um, t- a marijuana advocate. Do you know who Eugene Monroe is? He's with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the guy that that yeah. We did some uh, uh, a story on him. He was the one that really came out and advocated that the NFL needs to change their their marijuana laws. Yep, exactly. So he's about to retire. He's a veteran of offensive tackle. Um, um, and he uh, let's the just first talk about offensive of... tackle really quick. That's the one where you line up. Sure. You get you're at least three hundred pounds. I think most of the NFL guys are between three hundred and three fifty. <laughs> They're these freaks of nature. They make themselves this way for you know ten, twelve years of their life, where they just carry un you know just crazy amounts of muscle. You 
pretty much, I this is Scott's opinion here, but you have to do things in the off season to keep your muscle up because it's just insane. So they're all in these weird systems of things, you know, uh, you know, medical and hormones and steroids and stuff like that. And it's really doing, you know, crazy things for your body. What you do is you line up three feet away from another guy, equally sized, 350 pounds, and you two guys as linemen bash into each other and you try to just push the guy, the 350 pound guy one way or the other so somebody else can run through. So you get a collision every single play, even when it's just uh, the quarter, even when the quarterback kneels down, you still got to fucking hit somebody. So these guys take so much violence to especially think about they're hitting somebody every every single play, a hundred times a game and a hundred times a practice. They've got helmet to helmet contact. You talk about soccer players are told just heading the ball can cause traumatic brain injury. So what is this doing? And how can this guy not be able to treat his inflammation or his, his TBI with CB with CBD? That's just so well, seems pretty wrong. I'm not saying the other ones aren't, but I mean, I love people that he's intelligent in this article I'll bring up. Um, he was the first NFL player to publicly ask the league to let players use medical marijuana, which I didn't know. Um, he's going to retire. He had seven seasons in. Um, he said, in, in many, in many, many retired players have urged the league to lift the ban on medical marijuana. We've covered those stories uh, down the, the player in, uh, in Miami who played in Florida for a while, Ricky Williams. Oh, Ricky Williams, yeah. We just talked My recently. boy, number 34. Uh, Monroe echoed those calls in March saying, Marijuana is safer than healthier than prescription painkillers. Teenly give players. Uh, Monroe's views were not seconded by officials of his team, the Baltimore Ravens, including coach John Harbaugh. When Monroe was released by the Ravens in June, he said um, his advocacy for medical marijuana might have played a role. So team, team spokesman declined to comment. He said several teams have contacted Monroe who said he wanted to come on, let's, let's play. He's turned them all down, man. He said he's leaving the game like you were describing, Scotty, because of mounting injuries and fear that they would become debilitating if continued to play. And Totally right, man. How long can you take? That, that kind of impact is like shit that I'm... I'm always trying to avoid when I'm mountain biking. Like, I don't, you know, and I don't want to fall to the ground. I wear padding, so if I do have to fall to the ground or hit something really hard, hopefully I'm okay. But they're just doing it over and over and over again. And yeah, by the way, you'll never hear this guy's name mentioned in a game because all these guys do is just make a hole for the guy. Just make a place for the guy with the ball to run. Or, or, or hold the guy from sacking the quarterback so the quarterback can throw the ball. So these guys are the true heroes of the team. You know, if you don't have a line, then you don't have a team. And so these guys are the real core of the team. You'll never hear their names mentioned. A lot of them get paid the league minimum because it's just not a glamour job. You don't, you know, I don't know why. I think it's more of a strength job, and maybe they can just put another guy on steroids and, and make another genetic freak that can go in there and wrestle a guy for five to six seconds, you know, for, for a couple hours at a time. As to where you can't really just make somebody that's going to run a 4-2-40. you got to find him. That's not, something yeah. you can, that's not something you can cultivate. Yeah, I agree. I had a conversation actually trailside with a, uh, some, some wife and, and mother that was helping uh, the race go off uh, weekend last weekend. Sure. And her, her, her high school, I don't know how old they were. One was like early teens, late teens, playing football, but they're also skiers. She's like, yeah, we're up here all winter. We got a place. They really love to do pipe and park. And pipe and park, um, uh, you know, on skis, guys is hitting, you know, big rails. They're slamming their skis on rails. They're jump. They're doing the half pipe. And I'm like, you know. Those are like, bad oh, injuries ones? when they go bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what's worse? You know, how do you feel about football? She's like, you know, I mean, I don't really know. She's like, and she had a great answer. She's like, they've both been injured, but like when running around the house or doing some stupid shit, 
Like, they've never been injured doing their sports. They get injured doing, like, and that's, don't forget, guys, that where's the number one place people get hurt? In the home. Now, there was so, a Joe Rogan podcast about this. This chick came on and was talking about traumatic brain injury. And they were like, well, what happened to you? And she was like, you know, I'm, I can tell the story now. I used to be embarrassed about it. She, like, ran into a cabinet, like an open cabinet at home and hit her head really hard. Like, hit her, you know, right spot in her head and had caused traumatic brain injury and caused all sorts of problems for her life. And it's like, and then she goes, yeah, it happens like three million times a year. Something like that. I was like, What? Damn. So, well, hopefully NFL will uh, get their stuff together. Plenty of these guys don't want to continue or don't want to at least lessen assume all their anti-inflammatories or opiates. You're saying, he's Monroe saying, man, it's, sometimes it's just hard to get the hell out of bed during. That's got to be, he starts, the hell you doing? So Yeah, I mean, think about uh, being in a car crash. And, you know, I don't know, I've been in some minor car crashes. And the next day, everything's sore. All you want to do is lay in bed. And could you imagine if six days later, you know you've got to do that all over again? That's got to be really... And then they say, hey, by the way, don't don't take any performance-enhancing drugs. Don't take nothing to help you heal quicker, recover faster, or build more muscle over that skeleton. Don't do none of that now. Or relax or kill pain. <laughs> don't do none of that, man. Just show up next week to get in more car accidents. NFL, you are fucked up. I've always thought Roger Goodell was an asshole, by the way. All right, let's take one more quick break. we got I'll cover one or two more stories here. Before we put it in the bag and uh we'll be right back guys check it all out at dudegrows.com get your questions for monday's grow talk over at the homepage. click on the submit there put your questions in the grow talk category or grower questions i should say and in a moment right. gonna overgrow this country gonna need a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need me a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need me a lot of recharge it's microbes put in a can created by a man who takes life underground growing life the natural way a little recharge every day keeps the pests and problems at bay gonna overgrow this country gonna need a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need me a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need a lot of recharge gonna overgrow this country gonna need me a lot of recharge my purple kush never smoked like this Crushed it without a hitch Still dreaming about them burning A little recharge every day Keeps the pests and problems at bay The natural way will never fade Gonna overgrow this country Gonna need a lot of recharge Gonna overgrow this country Gonna need me a lot of recharge Gonna overgrow this country Gonna need a lot of recharge If we all plant a seed It won't be hard What do you think? You like that song, man? It's a new one, man. That's a new one. That's uh, Remember President of the United States from back in the day? L- little Peaches? Yes, I can kind of do. It's it was, not too shabby. I can't tell if it's annoying or not, so I'm sure they'll tell us. Let the people, let the crew the tell people us. people will tell us. All right, man. Not only do we have a cool judge, I'll say at least this aspect here uh, titled, this is the Baltimore Sun. Davis wants to re- relax restrictions 
on past marijuana use for police recruits in Maryland. So basically, this is the police commissioner, Kevin Davis. Uh, so he, uh, the past use, not saying current, he's not saying you can currently use or come up with a positive test, um, but he said it's just fundam- end quote, fundamentally inconsistent with where we're at as a society, and it's hurting our local hiring effort. And he's kind of, I think, going with, like you said, Scotty, earlier about Rob Corey, or you know, maybe maybe I don't need, uh, I don't want the, the like the school boy, the perfect, and that's what the police was finding. Um, they 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 shouldn't be minding if if somebody has some prior history in some of these arenas, it can also help them be a better cop and understand how things work on other levels. Dude, right? this guy just watched Cheech and Chong, man. He's all like, the best way to catch a toker is for you yourself <laughs> to be a smoker. <laughs> so what they said, police applicants are are disqualified. This is kind of weird. Applicants are disqualified from becoming officers if they have used marijuana more than 20 times in their lives or five times turning 21 years old. Isn't that weird? Wait, use marijuana with a cop or just use marijuana? Period, man. If you Because I'm like, how the hell are they going to do this? So you can't use marijuana more than 20 times in your entire life. Or more than five times after turning 21 years old Bro, means you are disqualified. I heard if you use marijuana more than seven times, you're legally insane. Well, I'm pretty sure what they, what it is is when you're going through the hiring process, um, you get to do the lie detector. So that's where they're going to ask these questions, right? It can't be drug testing. There's no test that says, oh, this guy's definitely smoked 36.5 times. So that's where I'm assuming they do it at. Um, and that's where they would, it's unfair in my opinion as well. I guess there's enough people that haven't, but just because a guy smoked 20 times since let's say 15 to whatever, that's not a lot of times. And he's like, ah, that was kind of just experiment. I'm good. I don't smoke anymore. Right. I don't think it should disqualify them for being in law enforcement. Yeah. Or what about a guy that smoked a whole bunch when he was younger? And then he goes, man, no, I just want to put these fuckers in cages, man. What do you think? Well, she'd be all right. She'd be allowed to be a cop. (laughs) <laughs> See, the policy's been um, in place since the 70s uh, when the nation had declared war on drugs and not changed. So that's the, and here's his quote, too. It's actually in here. I don't want to I don't want to hire altar boys to be police officers. The Baltimore Suns. Yeah, we might need uh, we, we need a head bashing squad like the other. The other places do, right? <laughs> says, I want people of good character, of good moral character, but I want people who have had a life just like everybody else, a life not unlike the lives of they're going to interacting every day. I think it's a good point, man. So, I mean, hopefully this will set up something that will take on. We see with everything, he's being aware of what's changing with prohibition and adjusting the hiring process to another move in the right direction, uh, for sure. Well, when was I mean, the last time these guys, I wonder how many drinks, beers or alcoholic drinks they're allowed to uh, you know they're allowed to have, and you know what? That's probably not even—is uh, it even asked? I wonder. And shit, cops drink like a motherfucker. Cops get off work, you can drink two or three beers. You know, I'm sure it's, uh, the over/under is probably something like 21 beers that those guys drink every, every week. You know, so I- look at listen to this statement. Yeah, I I no, I agree. That, that, but we we have too many parallels with alcohol and cannabis. But this one, no, they're just, both just, mood altering substances, right? When I smoke a joint, I feel a little bit different than before I did. When I drink two or three beers, I feel a little bit different than before I True. did. You know, yeah, both yeah. of them wear off by the time you wake up and get to work the next morning. So mostly, alcohol kind of doesn't leaves this fucking vicious hangover sometimes, but. Yeah, I agree. This. Tell me what you think of this, though. I want to get to your... your uh, Davis th- said, he said, past marijuana use is the number one disqualifier for police applicants in Baltimore. At the time when the department is looking to diversify and bring more city residents to its ranks, he said, we need our, poli- quote, we need our police departments to reflect 
our community. Hmm. Yeah, Baltimore. I, mean, I can't remember. Like, I saw something about it though. Baltimore has a huge policing problem. It's uh, I, I don't remember the details of it, but it's just something like. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say anything. I'm on record right now, but I remember that they have a huge problem with their police force there and, and their community as well. You know, Baltimore. Well, when he's saying he's wanting the police force to start represent, represent and reflect the communities, we need to bring some people in from the city. And I don't care if they smoke weed. Does that mean he needs to bring some more brothers in there that, you know, used to toke or toke down so they can have a more diversified police force? Uh, maybe. Or maybe that those, you know, maybe uh, black people are the first to get disqualified. You know, I, I don't know. Or, yeah, it probably is. It's probably one of those, uh, what do they call that, when you have to fill a certain... I don't know. I really don't know. Why are we talking about shit we completely don't know about, man? But Because, what do you... I mean, it's fair enough. We can have our own editorial analysis on the subject. Yeah, but I really don't right. know anything about the uh, police situation in... in uh, Damn, now I can't even remember where they're from. Maryland, Baltimore. So, Well, if this is what they're trying to do, I'm down. I like the fact that he has quotes such as, I can't apply discretion if you say you've smoked marijuana over the magic number of times. So hopefully that's truly all they're trying to do is just open up at people more. It does suck when marijuana is on your record for anything preventing you to do something good in life that you've wanted to do, whether you know, it be a job, career move, something in politics. Uh, I don't even care. It's I wear my arrest so like that- a badge, man. I was arrested in you know, 19. 19- 1991 for smoking a joint and anybody ever wants to bring that the fuck up i'll tell them about it man and if they got a problem with it they can go fuck themselves we okay okay scotty will be uh, unaggressive in about 10 seconds no but i'm just saying that uh, <laughs> that's so bullshit man if somebody wants to not give you and that's what's nice about working for yourself is probably why you know honestly that marijuana arrest probably kept me from ever being considering that i'd be able to go get a real job somewhere it was when i was nine there i think i was 19 years old something like that 18 years old and uh it probably put me down the path of saying fuck the police and uh you know i'm and i'm not going to be able to uh uh, go in the corporate life, so fuck corporate life. Yeah, let's pick. Uh, yeah, it is, it is funny, kind of how that that arrest, you know, can influence. It's just one thing that can influence direction. Otherwise, you would a broker or attorney, dude, right? I have no idea. But once you, you know, what it is is once I got that mark on my record when I was eighteen, then I went and looked, and I go, holy shit! You're telling me if you get a DUI when you're an attorney that they can disbar you? And most of the time, and many times they will. I'm like, so, dude, what other careers do you work? 10, 15 years for, you know, to develop a career and be successful just to have somebody take it away when you make your first little mistake or get caught doing something that's pretty fucking normal. Because driving with .09 or whatever right about the limit, going to dinner and having two glasses of wine and driving home, that ain't something that you should lose your life or your career over, you know, and it's bullshit. And if you're going to wave that over my head that you're going to take my career away from me for doing something that's a very normal thing, I ain't going to invest in it. I'm not going to invest in that career. Pretty simple, no? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Looks like you added uh, some a couple of bacteria stories, but hold up. I got to get a, 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 I don't know what you call this, like a, if I can ha- hashtag it. You got to help me out here, Scott. I came up with an idea for the DGC crew, our political beliefs, and what we have going on. And it's, I think I like, make America toke again, people. Does that work? <laughs> make America toke again. How about make America bank about again? Me. I like that. I was, I was thinking about that, but then some people would get confused. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, you uh, think it was about brownies and stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm, I was going to say Make America Smoke again, but yeah, that's maybe cigarettes. So I, I think Make America Toke again. Uh, if you guys have any any other better ideas, but let's get that shit out there, man. Meme that up. Make America Toke again. And uh, unless there's a better word, but I think I'm a not bad. Use not bad. One, I like man. I like where you're going. Everybody knows what Toke Toke means. So man, I had that uh, CBD, it up. that high, that really high quality CBD oil, and I just put you know put a little bit in you know just right under my tongue or whatever. Just you know ate it. And, dude, I am burping up the most delicious weed burps ever. I mean, dude, like everything just tastes, my insides taste like weed. <laughs> it's so strange. So if I were to come out, tell me if I'm right. If I were to come out professional with that, I would have just said, hey, guys, guess what? Hashtag make America toke again. And then that's how I do it. You know next what? Time. I think at this point, we got you just have to ask, uh, ask if that's a good, you know, you just kind of figure out if that's worth the shit, then they'll share it. If it ain't worth the shit, they won't kind of how it goes i don't even know exactly what the hashtag we're is. not That's even right. in control right, what you, man what do you got about bacteria oh, this was just really interesting the more i'm learning about uh bacteria and somebody did the best meme it's like kip from from napoleon dynamite and it's just making fun of me learning about microbes like scotty's just discovering you know the world of organics or something and he's, oh he goes this is getting pretty serious Scotty's talking organics now. <laughs> it was just funny, man. So this is a really interesting one. I just wanted to put it on there. This was on fortune.com slash gut dash bacteria. So fortune.com gut bacteria. And it's just really the same things. We just were talking to um, some folks up at Way to Grow, some, re- some really uh, knowledgeable, trained people. And we we're talking about how just the biology in your body and the same way that your body absorbs nutrition is the same way a plant absorbs nutrition. It's the same damn thing. Even some things like lactobacillus work on, you know, or, or exist in, in soil and exist in your body. It's, it's, you even have some of the exact same microbes. And that was just really a trip. And so I, the more I'm learning about this, the more I'm seeing that it's, it's uh, out there. And this was just something where this came from Facebook. But, dude, they're talking about, I just thought this was interesting, man. Transpusions or basically it says, okay, the Internet is full of bizarrely, frankly, gross corners. And they talk about, you know, like pimple popping uh, websites or YouTube channels and gross stuff. Yeah, disgusting. So I'm like, oh, I'm not even reading the rest of this. This is disgusting. Then they go, um, those are hard to stomach, but they make for easy viewing compared to another growing category. Do-it-yourself fecal transplants. (laughs) Ah, That's where they're getting the microbes from is healthy people's poop. And so, okay, is that crazy or what, man? So, I mean, that's <laughs> what people are doing now. They're—I I made the fun, or I heard the funny word transpusion. I thought that was funny, but uh, yeah, they take—you know—I don't know. They either doing it in pills or freeze-dried stuff, but they're getting the microbes from healthy people, and they're starting to to re—you know—to regrow their own micro population in their gut. It was interesting. He said four out of five people, four out of five Americans, took antibiotics within the last year. The fuck is that? And then they said eighty percent, eighty percent of the beef is on antibiotics because it makes them swell up, so they get a little bit more when they go to market. Damn, man, that's when yeah, certain uh, I don't know, man. When something happens, a certain amount of the, the population I think will be way more susceptible to different things. Well, you always see, you always see in the, the history of the world, there's been different checks, you know, different types of disasters. If one biological, you know, like the plague shit comes around, makes me feel like. Plague was a microbe, bro. You want to have a good system, is all I'll say. That's another reason why sometimes I got to talk to a doctor. I mean, people that know maybe when I let, my my non-scientific brain tells me, for example, when I got got swine flu, I didn't take anything. You gave it to me, thanks. 
And I don't know. I didn't. I don't, I don't know. Did we I? all got it. We all went to a baseball game in 2009, and then everybody woke up the next morning going, my legs feel like they've been beat up with a baseball bat, and I can't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't move. I got stuck at my buddy's house for three days up in Fort Collins because um, I, I, like, I wasn't going to be able to drive. But anyway, long story short, I just took some Tylenol, which is freaking amazing because I never use that because I never really need it. But I also like to let – I feel like if I let things take their course sometimes instead of immediately going like – you know, because the number one move at the walk-in, if you got something like, ah, I'm not sure. You should probably take these antibiotics – then, That's what uh, they said, though. They go, they do that, so you'll come to the walk-in clinic. If you go to the walk-in clinic and they go, hey, there's nothing we can do for you. You think the walk-in clinic's going to get any business? The walk-in clinic wants to do something for you, so you'll come give them their $150, man. That's how they stay in business. It, yeah, it's that dirty. I, I'm thinking, like, when you have that, uh, the strep, or, like, for example, my son. Well, strep had, is like, different, sore... man. Strep is a, a bacterial infection that needs to be knocked out. Well, my son had something going on. I even know if it was full on strep. I judge it wasn't enough to totally keep him down. He just would kind of be like, oh, my throat hurts. But yet I'd see he'd still want to go play or do something. And my wife would be like, take him in. Let's get it. You know, I'm like, well, look at it. I mean, he says something hurts, but yet he's not. I mean, he's out there doing stuff. He, and then within whatever, eight days, he, he was better. I agree if I would have took him in initially, they probably would have given him antibiotics. And here's the and thing. And maybe it would have been better quicker. But isn't it better for him to get better naturally? A lot of betters. Uh, to get well naturally and have his body put up a resistance to that and learn what, and I don't know if it does, learn what it is kind of. And I know you guys eat well. I know you eat whole foods, nutrient-dense foods, real fruits and real a lot of real vegetables, whole grains. He's getting all this nutrition in his, in his body. And you know, maybe it sounds hippie. I don't know. But I'm reading these books, and they've been doing studies since the 40s. You know, they go to these schools, you know, like a school in England. There's a study I'm thinking of in, their, in the 40s. And they went to chemical fertilizers. The schools used to grow all their own vegetables and, you know, pr- pretty much be self-sufficient that way so they wouldn't have to buy stuff from the food service. Well, they started uh, using chemical fertilizers on, on their vegetables, and they started noticing that the kids were getting a lot sicker and not chronic stuff but the colds and and that kind of thing were getting a lot you know a lot more frequent well they um went back yeah. to using compost growing their foods with compost which what compost does is it takes the micronutrients all the little trace elements out of the uh out of the food that was grown out of the litter that's on the ground and it brings it back into the soil that's what npk forgets to do they can start dropping micro packages in there all their micronutrient package in there all they want but it does doesn't do it the same way and so you get a plant that looks like you get a food that looks like food the broccoli looks like broccoli and it has the major building blocks that are in there if you go and test the, the major building blocks they'll be there but go and test for it vitamin like vitamin b4 and, and zinc and you know folic acid and all that shit and it's not in there that stuff never got transported up and that's the stuff that makes a healthy person yeah good point good point to eat and it's so, so crazy. Go into a store and just say, hey, man, like I, I've been looking at chemicals and been like, hey, look, like my wife wanted to make dinner last night. She goes, can we make uh, um, scallop potatoes, which is from some box and sh- uh, what is it? Shake and bake chicken. And I was like, dude, both those things seem <laughs> fucking disgusting to me. I don't know. She got mad at me and shit. But I was like, dude, I don't want to ever eat either of those things again. And then I went and looked at the box and there's you know 12 or 15 lines of chemicals for the ingredients. I'm like, shouldn't scalloped potatoes be potatoes and cheese and some milk? 
maybe some chives it's, or something. I think a lot of it's the shelf life too. You're right. I mean, over at Natural Grocers where I shop a lot. Luckily, it's across the house, which is pretty awesome. If you pick up scalloped potatoes there, it, it's like four ingredients. Granted, it's not, it's going to probably expire within the year, at least. Why? What's going to attack um, that to turn it bad? Bacteria, right? Bacteria is going to attack that, and it's going to start breaking it down because it wants to bring it back. That's what bacteria do. They break things down and should be delivering them to somewhere else. But they're going to break that thing down. So what are we doing? And, and I'm saying, so we, I go and buy Kraft macaroni and cheese with all the ba- with all the uh, uh, preservatives in there. And what's that do? It wants to keep Kraft macaroni and cheese okay for 10 years by fending off the bugs by fending off the 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 back uh, the the pathogens right yeah i mean so exactly it's going to do the same thing in my stomach if it's if if it's meant to kill pathogens on the shelf when i eat that stuff don't you think that same stuff is going to now kill pathogens in my stomach or i don't say pathogens bacteria it doesn't know good from bad it just kills yeah, I, I, w- I would agree, depending on how to live in your stomach. But yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, let's uh, just checking this stuff out. It was a really interesting article. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this show is, you know, these shows are a reflection of what happens in our lives. And yeah, I'm really kind of getting awakened about what the hell is going on. It's just disgusting. It's really happening, guys. And I will tell Scotty's you, fuck Dairy Queen, man. I see these Dairy Queen commercials on TV, and they're like, dude, get a big soda, a hamburger, fries, and now a Sunday. All for five bucks, and I'm like, Ugh. it's just disgusting, man. So, oh, and lastly, I want to remind people that to get off. I'll get off our soap, my soapbox right. too after this. But the uh, when you have that, you know, I eat beef. Don't get me wrong. Preferably, if I can, I like to eat Colorado or Wyoming beef because I figure that's probably the least invasive on my. You know, I I don't eat that often. The steak and a burger probably averages uh, one point five. 2.5 times a month, at least two times a month, if not three, maybe. But people have where they go, you know, so if you, if you can eat as much beef as you want, I'm not, that's fine. But you got to realize, don't forget, rainforest is clear cut and for, for cheap beef down in South America. Oh, where, and that's, Dude's and talking then, about the rainforest again. And then they got to ship the shit here. I've talked about it before on the show. I just want to do a reminder. Don't forget about what your little whatever, like you just said, dollar menu or or not, even from some other restaurants, <clears throat> um, beef might be doing to not only like bad for you because antibiotics and shit, but how the, the growing practices they do with it, etc. Try and I'm gonna be your local beef advocate. Try and try and see if you can buy beef. That's from your state. See if it's an option. Yeah, where I we've mean, already boats. cleared the rainforest, okay? We cleared the rainforest before you were even fucking born here, man. So we should be allowed to grow as it's, much beef as we want. <laughs> and it's cost, too. I get it, man. I, I pay, I think, nine-something. Nine-something for a pound of beef is what I'm paying, which is probably, I don't know how much is it uh, regularly. I'm assuming five bucks or less for a pound of uh, antibiotic feedlot. Yeah, beef. it, it know, depends. But. It depends. But I'll never be buying that, that antibiotic beef again. I just can't eat antibiotics in my meat. That's gross. Yeah. All right, last last quickie here for you guys, service announcement. Uh, DUIs from marijuana see huge increase in first year of legal recreational use. This is out in Oregon, and we t- we've covered this plenty on the show. Uh, Oregon State Patrol, OSP, if you will. They threw down, man. They're, they're tired of waiting on blood. They bought a $350,000 mass spectrometer machine to keep up in their, their, their area. So, you know, if you're in Oregon, then you get pulled over, and they're, they're, they're starting to learn to use it, I guess. Uh, but it's they want everything to be quicker, and regardless, as you you know, they're going to want to see a return on their three hundred fifty thousand dollar mass spectrometer. I mean, maybe they should start testing fucking weed in it, and that way they could have a business that way as well. Hell yeah! But um, 
It's it, there as we've covered, and if you don't know, there is no solid way. Every way so far, and every way in the future that law enforcement agencies are coming up with to, to get your money to tell you you're too high to drive are almost every way. It's bullshit. We can't. We cannot do measurement of nanograms. We cannot put a limit on this. Right. We've seen it time and time again. What we can do, I guess, I don't know. We can always try to, which is ancient. I heard the other day. This was on the Joe Rogan show too. The roadside sobriety. Um, procedure hasn't been changed like in decades and decades and decades and decades. And what's funny is that, but yet, like you've said before in the show, Scotty, they, they, uh, there are, they've reduced. It used to be up to, I think it was 0.2 in the seventies. Um, what, what was allowed in your blood before it was high, man. What? It, oh yeah. It, it wasn't even like, dude. My 10th grade teacher drank a beer at lunchtime went back to his house got a beer drank it at lunchtime he just he explained it to me he goes yeah and he got pulled over on the way back from lunch and he goes this was 1985 and he goes man i just drank a beer because there was nothing else in the house and uh he was like a baseball <laughs> coach and stuff he was a cool guy just you know he's an older guy but a teacher yeah and he was like yeah i got pulled over he goes i didn't even know it was against the law and it, and it just became against the law in 1985 where you couldn't drive down the road in Florida drinking a beer. I mean, that's why these <laughs> DUI laws are so bad because in the 80s and the 70s and before, people would get trashed and just drive, try to drive home blind drunk down the road and they would kill themselves a ton. I mean, there was no shortage of, you know, there's mothers against drunk driving and all that. I get it. Your kids get, you know, died from you know, drunk driving and you're pissed about it. But well, then there's that, that's what happened. They said in the, the one, one case in this news, a kid was killed, um, pleaded guilty to neg- negligent homicide and DUI. Witnesses had reported him smoking what appeared to be marijuana just before he hit um, somebody in a crosswalk. Kemble was her last name, I believe. But there is don't get, don't get me wrong. You can be too high to drive. Uh, do I believe the current roadside is the best way to tell that i'm not sure and i want to get this straight so that guy because he smoked weed eight i'm going to just paint a picture of an 18 year old kid smoked some weed hopped in the car um was distracted was now texting on his phone and ran somebody over at a crosswalk you know that's the kind of guy that so we want to throw him in a cage and pay to cage him for the rest of his life right that's what we want to do with the the perfect manslaughter charge Who's to say whether he smoked the weed or not and would have hit that person or not? Like you're saying, he could have been tuning the radio right. either way. But I'm just to say, phone call either way. Yeah, I'm to say that it's not a good thing to do. I don't want to have to pay for this kid to live in a cage and punish him for fucking 30 years. Do something with him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do in that arena, but just be careful. That was the main thing, guys. Don't if you search over dudegrows.com um Marijuana DUI, or if you search DUI 5280, you'll probably find our interview with Jay Tiction on the show. Uh, give some tips. I'm not. I'm still having trouble with this sometimes. Self admittedly, like you want to keep, um, and just because I have, I don't have a trunk. I got a van, but I, I try to keep an area in the back. And you want to keep your stuff out of reach. Just picture the worst case scenario: you were to get into an accident, and the jolt of the accident. You know, put the bowl and ash all over your lap, and the next thing you know, you got a cop. Even though that, the, even though the cannabis, let's had nothing. You hadn't smoked it. It had nothing to do with the accident. You're fucked. So keep your shit tucked away. Keep it out of reach. Uh, don't have odor. Don't give them a reason to say, mm, "You've been smoking." 
You know, if you have your shit in uh, smell-proof containers or bags, and uh, you know, take all your fucking Grateful Dead stickers off. Definitely, you know, you don't want any of that shit. And uh, remember, back in the day, it used to prohibition was heavy. I wouldn't put, uh, definitely would not put like weed-specific stickers on my, you know, like widespread panic, man. Yeah, and then like I used to see people that have like I've seen hats in the back of cars where you know they display their hats turned backwards and pot leaves on them and shit. I'm like, man. You know, there's just cops out there. Will not all of them, but that will fuck with that. Yeah, I so. wish I would have had Instagram back in the day because I would have Instagrammed the photo of me and my buddy in 1992 scraping the graphic sticker off the back of my Azuzu Rodeo. So uh, I was like, dude, <laughs> I'll drive, but I'm not driving with that fucking sticker on there, man. We got to take it <laughs> off. Awesome. And fuck it, won't come off, man. So we're sitting there like finding I mean, things you to put scrape it with. A drinker or not? I mean, I mean, come on. Like, would I put a? Uh, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon sticker across the back of my van. You know what I mean? Like, you're just asking for Right there that they know you're a drinker, and then if you're proud enough to display it, uh, there's potential you might be drinking right now. Like, just got to be careful. Somewhat. Somewhat. Right. Don't give them a clue. Yeah, and then know that in- departments are investing in this expensive equipment, which means they're going to want to return on their investment. It means they cannot wait to start testing it out on people's blood and figuring how it's going to, how it's going to not figure out. They know how it's going to benefit. And them, perfect wording. Anyway. They want to return on their investment. They have invested in this thing. They went out and asked for a budget, and when they asked for the budget, they said, what are you going to do with this? They said, well, we're going to help people with this? Are you going to make money with this? Yeah, we're going to make money with this. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be able to hire more more cops to enforce more laws and grow more go bigger get more cars and more buildings <laughs> hey man did you see real All quick right. i know you want to wrap it up but i woke up this morning i want to wrap it up B. And somebody sent me uh, it was a uh, uh, pat from ontario my led buddy sent me something just beneficial bacteria lab results from oregon department of agriculture and i am registered in oregon and they, what they did is recharges registered there. They took all the soil amendments or all the beneficial bacteria and tested them. And it looks like a lot of them really don't have or didn't test for what they said they have. So they listed a whole bunch of them. I was very glad to see myself not on this list. But, yeah, man, advanced nutrients. Um, their piranha beneficial fungi has – it's supposed to have 125,000 CFU of uh, – Pseudomonas, Pseudomonas, and Trichoderma, and it had none. It says none detected, and there's a bunch of them. Oh, like uh, yeah, so they have a lab analysis and label guarantee. Away, no way. Holy yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare, man. So some of these companies, man, are really, you know, one guy said he's got $4 million. Oh, I don't know. Actually, that's good. Dr. Earth, it's easy guaranteed. This is what I do. I guarantee half of what I really have in there. So Dr. Earth guaranteed he had 4.5 billion microbes. Oh, shit. No. Am I right here, man? No, yeah, and he, and he had 4.5 million microbes, he said he had, and he had 15 million. So that's cool. Yeah, you're right so, Yeah, there. so that's cool as fuck, that's man. It. You know, that's what I do. I, t- I took my old label and cut it in half just to make sure I sailed with, you know, flying colors because I don't want to be caught on one of these lists. But it's pretty interesting. Did good. Botanic Air did good. Botanic Air had three times or two and a half times or whatever more than the label guarantee. Yeah, I'm going to have to call up and on. see if they tested my recharge. I don't see myself on this list. I thought it was just the, the bad actors on here, but they got the good guys, too. Whoa. General Hydroponics. Yeah, I saw that. Subculture B. Very familiar with subculture. All that was uh, there was 85 CFU per gram of bacillus, and what they were saying was there was 161 million. <laughs> and there's 87. <laughs> oh, Again, man. subculture B here. They had a, a pseudodomus and a trichoderma guaranteeing 24 million on one. 
and 24 million on the other and none detected. See, that's what sucks. That I wonder how army. long this stuff, I wonder if they're buying this stuff in big batches of a couple hundred, you know, a couple hundred thousand pounds at a time. When I buy recharge, I get it delivered 2,000 pounds at a time. The shit goes in. Well, you know, that's what GH, GH is going to be like, oh, let, let us send you a fresh batch to test. Right. And that's the one that goes right from their lab to their lab. But still, that's pretty alarming, man. That I would, I, if if any of them, I would consider I should have a solid analysis. It would be something from GH, considering I'm assuming the amount of testing their product or you know consistency that should be there. They got the money to have the labs to ha- do the count. You know, it's not like in your garage you have whatever machine they use here to get the count. Um, and I would, I would think almost GH does. I'm trying to figure. Curious. I'm actually ask a couple questions about that shit. You think or you think, or you think, Somebody or you call think up maybe G- they never touch it. And just outsource it and say, here, we're going to send you, you know, our, our company is going to send you a truckload of containers, manufacture this stuff, and drop ship it to our distribution center for us. Could be, too. Let's bust their balls, man. You think you want me to bust their balls a little? I, they got a good customer service number. We should call them up, see if um, we could do, like, the opposite of what creditors do to you and just be like, you are on a recorded line. And what do you think? They just hang yes. up? Or- <laughs> yes. Your GH is now Hawthorne Group. They're like, hey, we crush you. We crush you like an ant. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to tell you, man. Make America toke again. Scotty, stay high, my friends. Have a good weekend. I did get uh, a few more. Sorry for the delay, honestly. Member, new member kits out. Potted assistance helping out. I know today he sent some new member kits out. Uh, we're going to get back on that. I've used all my excuses. People in email are like, I know it's summertime, dude, but come on. So I hear you. I hear you. I do appreciate everybody that's a supporting member. Help make the show happen and, and continuing it to make it more powerful. Get the message out and help people grow to dang. It's been a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends. I do have to tell you, dude, I got bad news. I'm, I'm going to be out of commission for about 10 days. Got a big project coming up. So I'm, I might be a little off my email game, a little bit off my content creation game, but onward and upward, my Fair friend. Enough. We're expanding. Cool. All right. We'll hang out Monday for Grow Talk, guys. Go check it all out on dudegrows.com. Sounds good to me, dude. Take her easy. Later. <laughs>